Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. My Money and Me with Sumitra Naidu on Kaya FM 95.9. Right, we start in the education sector and I'm sure you have seen and heard by now all of the drama around the protests at Wits University and across the country. Last week, Minister of Higher Education, Science and Innovation Bladen Zamande outlined plans for additional funding for students in higher education. This comes amid widespread outrage over the death of uh, 35-year-old Mtokozizi Ndumba, who was killed when police opened fire on students protesting at Wits University last week. Now, these are the scenes that are becoming only too common. There is a Real struggle when it comes to paying for education and why is education so expensive? In light of this, Priyanka, Priya Naika, rather, a head of strategic retail marketing for Old Mutual Personal Finance, joins us on the line to discuss the cost of education in South Africa from primary to university, whether it's public or private a school. A very good evening to you, Priya. Hi, Sumitra. Thank you for having me. So, Priya, let's just look at what the cost of education is in South Africa. So if you're starting out and your child is going to primary school, but we look at the lifetime of their schooling career, how long and how much is it going to cost? Yeah, so so it's a question that comes up very often with parents. Um, you know, I think we, we're all aware that the school, uh, school cost, um, public school, private school, as well as tertiary education can stack up to quite a bit over time. Currently, on average, you're looking at primary school in the public domain being in the region of 20 to 22,000 rand um, per annum that you'd, you'd have to set aside. If you were looking to send your child to a private school, you could you could look to, to triple that amount, so roughly around 60,000 rand or so. Um, and then if you start looking at high schools, private high school being in the region of 90,000 rand per year, um, public high school being in the region of 30,000 rand per year. So I think over time those costs can add up. But what's also important to know is that the cost of education is escalating on an annual basis, um, usually more than the cost of or or at a higher rate than CPI. So parents are right to, to focus on um, saving and needing to plan for their children's education because those those amounts do increase over time if you want the best options possible for your child. These are substantial amounts and we're looking at these amounts per annum. So if you look at a complete schooling career of a child, that can add up to quite a bit. So how does one actually start putting a plan together to ensure that their children are taken care of, even if we just look at primary and high school? Sure. So I, I think, um, you know, you, you are absolutely right in saying those, those costs do add up over time. What we have to be mindful of is that planning for your child's education has to be in the context of planning your own finances. So it's quite important that you actually, that, that parents uh, specifically actually sit down and do financial planning for themselves, for their household, and then obviously um, education as part of that. Now, financial planning is sometimes seen as um, as something that only wealthy people do, and that's absolutely not true. Mm-hmm. So I think every single person can can have a financial plan, and that's that the concept of financial planning is really about balancing your finances in a way that gives you the best possible life in the here and now with your money, 
whilst also allowing you to save for your future goals and aspirations. So the one thing you don't or, or what you don't want to have is where you constrain yourself to saving every penny now and planning for the future, but actually never really enjoying um, the here and now and, and, and the life for your family. But at the same time, you don't want to splurge now and not be able to plan for the future. So it's that balancing balancing act. What are some of the key components around the financial plan is firstly taking the time to budget. And what I would advise people to do is download an app. So there's a great um, free app called 227 um, that all neutral stands behind and, and is part of our stable. That automatically categorizes your money for you shows you where you're spending too much, um, where you have money that you can save and you can you can create spend goals. So so look at creating a budget and, and try to automate it with an app like like twenty two seven if possible. And then also protect what you have. So it's important that before you start saving you actually protect the things you have. So if you're earning an income with an employer or if you're self employed, protect your income against disability or illness as a first step. Because that ensures that even when a severe illness hits or you, you're injured and you're disabled or cannot work, your income will still continue. So you can give yourself and your family the lifestyle you deserve. And then jump into the education goal and, and work on starting to contribute towards your child's education. Now, to give you an idea of, um, of the amount, if you started when your child was 10 years old, and you needed to save for a, uh, a period of eight years before their tertiary education. If you put away 500 rand a month, that would probably get you to about 175,000 rand in today's in today's value. And that that would pay a substantial cost, but not all of the cost of your child's education. But it would pay a substantial cost because the the, the cost in about eight years would be just over 500,000 rand. But if you started when your child was three years old um, and didn't wait until 10 years old and you saved that same 500 rand per month, it would actually give you almost 500,000 rand um, as, as your total investment by the end of that term with about 8% um, escalation. So the moral of the story is really start as soon as possible, even if you need to start with a smaller amount. Um, if you can't do 500 rand, you can start from amounts like 250 rand. Um, but rather get the process started because your money starts working for you. This is it. I mean, you always just need to get going. Um, even if you start with a really small amount. I mean, if you're looking at this 500 rand as the example that you gave me and your child is just three years old, how long would we need to save uh, over how many years in order to get to that 500,000 according to your calculation? Sure. So um, it, it's just under 500,000 and you'd need to save for about 15 years. This calculation specifically looking at if you're looking to save for tertiary education, um, and as you were just mentioning, you know, tertiary education is some of the most contested area uh, mm-hmm. areas of education at the moment. So parents are rightfully concerned about having the right provision um, for their kids in, in the future. Um, so about 15 years. Um, and you'll see that that extra bit of time really boosts your savings in a way that um, 
that that really nothing else but time can do. Yeah. So start as early as possible. It's the power of uh, compounding. It's almost 10 minutes past eight. If you've just joined us, my guest is Priya Naika. She's head of strategic retail marketing for Old Mutual Personal Finance. And we're talking about the education funding gap. I mean, uh, and, and not even the gap. We're just looking at education funding. How do you prepare for your child so that you're not caught out of pocket when there is a need for or, uh, you know, either moving them to a better school or, or even just having them in a school. Priya, I just find that, you know, even, I mean, if you look at the school fees and you look at the university fees, um, I mean, yes, you, you know, university, any tertiary, I mean, if you're looking at accommodation, it kind of adds up and it becomes more expensive. But if you're just looking at the standard fees, I find that the the tertiary fees are sometimes cheaper than the actual school fees. I mean, um, I know um, um, a few people that send their children to Model C schools and they're paying in the region about 45000 a year. Um, for school fees, that's quite substantial. And you can actually go to tertiary for around the same price or less than that. Why is it that education has, you know, become so expensive? Why Why is it just obviously, you know, there is an escalation on a yearly basis, but it is really expensive. Yeah, so um, I, I think it's important to note that education is a priority for most parents um, and for their kids because it's seen as a differentiator. So it's seen as the, the difference that you can give your child to be able to set them up to, um, you know, to, into adulthood in a, in a better way. And so as different types of educational environments try to differentiate themselves and create better and better environments um, and accommodate you know, the, the standard of education that, uh, that needs to evolve over time, you do see an increase in the prices, uh, in, in the prices of, mm. of schools and, and different offerings. What I want to mention is you raise a really important point around tertiary education often being uh, coming at a lower cost or similar cost to private school um, education at primary or secondary level. Mm. And it's important to realize that whilst that's true, some of what you mentioned uh, a few minutes ago is, is, are, are the hidden costs that parents don't often see. So things like your child is unlikely um, to be choosing a school. You know, very few kids have the option of only choosing a tertiary institution that's close to home. So you may need or want to send your child to a place that's in a different city, maybe even in a different country. And so that comes with boarding fees, with um, cost of, of food, transport, um, you know, transport back home when they need to. Um, and then there are other things like extracurricular activities, even at tertiary level, potentially a car or, uh, you know, um, uh, other means that, that they would normally have provided at home for them. So there are a number of surrounding costs that you actually wouldn't cover in primary or uh, secondary schools, but do come into play in the tertiary environment. I also want to mention that as things change over the coming years, the type of tertiary um, learning might be different as well. So we're finding many, many uh, young adults choosing that they need to have a multidisciplinary type of education and not being focused in one stream mm. or the other. So in other words, not being an engineer or an accountant, but actually studying 
um, you know, different disciplines like business and medical and engineering and really being multi-skilled. But we're also finding that people are looking for more global type education as we become a more globalized society. You know, it's a multicultural context becomes more important as well. So if that's the type of um, mm. opportunity you'd like to prepare your child for, it's important that you, you start as soon as possible. If you have any questions, please give us a call. I've got Priya on the line for another seven or eight minutes or so. Uh, the number is 86 Give us a call if you have any questions about how to go about a saving for your child's education. And we're also going to look at what are some of the options. But just a bit of research that I was doing, um, I found that, uh, you know, when you talk about education becoming a priority for so many parents. This I know because uh, I come from a background where education was the top of the list. It was, it was, it was, it uh, became like a basic. It's, you ca- can't actually not do it. It, it was non-negotiable. You had to complete your education and, 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 and we, we would speak about tertiary and whether we can afford it or not, but it needs to be done. So I was looking at some of the research. Singapore parents spend an average of $21,000 a year on their child's university education that's more than twice the global average with over half of them willing to go into debt to pay for it so when we talk about how education becomes a priority it's the value that's attached to it and whether you see that value so these uh, you know this research came from uh, the value of education survey series by HSBC and it asked more than 6,200 parents from um, um, from various countries uh, across 13 countries. Singapore was one of them, Hong Kong, Taiwan, um, and all of them are ranking quite high, but Singapore right at the top. And that was really interesting that they were willing to go into debt to pay for their education because it's that important. Now, Priya, apart from uh, parents going into debt for their children or ensuring that they have enough savings. We also, if you look across to the United States, student loans are one of the highest sources of debt for Americans. It's only second to mortgages there. I mean, these are, these are, this is debt that students take on themselves, but there's such a huge problem with student loans. Everybody, you know, students go in, take the loans to ensure that they get the education, but they end up having, they end up sitting with this debt for such a long time. So whatever they're earning, it's going right back into paying the loans and they're not actually seeing the money from, well, you know, the fruits of their, of their education. Yeah, I think you raise a really important point. So I think the first part around um, the insights from Singapore, mm. it really is about the value that you attach to, to the education and what you think it will do for yourself and uh, your kids. But I think also in, in certain cultures and, and certainly in the South African context, we, we have this where we have a sandwich generation as well. So we have people that... Um, have their own families with with kids but are also taking care of their parents who maybe have neglected their retirement planning and so they're sandwiched in the middle in terms of their finances and so education is often seen as something that will help the entire family by educating one or two um, or you know a few members of the family the kids that can be can be sent to tertiary education it's seen as a better life that could mm-hmm. be provided to 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 much of the family and so, you know, it, it's often in, in these types of environments that we have people taking on debt, um, you know, going to the extreme level of taking on debt to, to pay for education. But if we can start earlier 
um, the earlier you can start, the less likely you are to need that type of uh, that type of student loan. Or even if you need to take on some supplementary loan, it won't be to that extent. And certainly, as you read in the in the US, I mean, there are some analysts that say they expect the student loan crisis to be the next financial bubble mm-hmm. um, in the US because it is just that extreme. So um, it's not something we would encourage people to do here to to take out loans that are uh, excessive in interest rates simply to fund your education, albeit very important, rather start small and start early um, and, and have time on your side. Okay, so planning is essential. And even if you start with a small amount, start. That's the most important part. Priya, what are some of the options that we can take up right now? Is there anything available to us? If, for instance, you know, um, the savings, you, you talk about retirement savings, even if we had savings for education, but COVID arrived, we didn't see it coming. We needed to survive. We used up that money. What do we do now if our child needs to go to university or go to any tertiary education college, anything right now? Um, what can we, what kind of options do we have available to us? So I think if you if there are parents out there who need to send their children to tertiary education right now, a tertiary institution right now, um, and if they've depleted their savings, if they don't have anything available, then um, taking out a loan may may actually be the best option. But be very mindful that you take out a loan with a reputable institution, that the interest rate is fair and reasonable, and be clear about comparing your options. So all of the major institutions do offer student loans, and you can you can do a good comparison in terms of the interest rates, and the type of repayment that suits your your budget and, uh, and what you're able to afford, and then also be mindful of not creating a lifestyle and additional expenses around that tertiary experience that are not sustainable. So, for example, um, you know, don't don't try to to be excessive on entertainment costs for your child or a vehicle or you know things like that if if they can do without it. So those are some of the things you'd have to do immediately. But if you're sitting there and you have a child that is, um, you know, anything from a few years old up to into their schooling years and you want to save for tertiary education or later stage of education, get started now. There are education policies that can be taken out for as little as 250 or 265 rand per month. And and that's a small amount to just mm. get you started. And I suppose but make really, use of the tax-free savings accounts as well. Absolutely. So the tax-free savings account can also be used up to um, the annual limit. And that allows you to be flexible with your savings. So you can save as much as you need to. When you have periods of difficulty, you can stop your, your payments and you can start up again when you'd like to. And if you're looking for more information, please go to the Old Mutual website. It's www.oldmutual.co.za. If you'd like to find an advisor, just click on find an advisor on that tab and get started with putting something in place. Priya, thank you so much for your time this evening. Priya Nika, Head of Strategic Retail Marketing for Old Mutual Personal Finance. As she said, go out and check out the tools and the apps on the website. Most of the banks offer these calculators and they're very simple to use. Put in your figures, try and work out what it's going to cost you in the long term. How much, if you're putting away savings, try and find out how long it's going to take you, how much you need to put in, how much you, you will end up with after 5, 10 years or even for the entire duration of your child's schooling career. But just 
start with some sort of saving to ensure that your children gets that kind of education. My Money and Me, every Tuesday from 8 to 9 p.m. on Kaya FM 95.9. Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Visit kayafm.co.za for more.